Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. I want a man with a And thank you so much for joining me for another version, another episode of Your Pleasure. Every week I look to find interesting, engaging guests that will help us understand the divine pleasure that we are all inherently able to access. There is nothing shameful about sex. If you are loving, if you are caring, if you are giving, it is truly the most beautiful part about being a human being. Tonight's show is being brought to you by www.yourpleasure.com. That's one word. Where all kinds of wonderful pleasures can be found in thought, word, and products. In our Your Pleasure shop, there's lots of toys, all researched by yours truly so that I know that they work. And if we don't carry them, our affiliates do. So if you are looking for the perfect gift for someone that you love and you would like to share some wonderful intimate moments and have a great adventure while you're doing that, please do visit the Your Pleasure site. Also, I would love it if you would post questions on the site and become part of the Your Pleasure community. Make it your home for information and advice about your pleasure in whatever form that takes. Now, before I introduce my guests, I would just like to say that lovemaking and sexuality and the physical body, the three elements of those are very, very powerful. And when you understand the power of your sexuality and you can access it and align yourself with the God force that you are, you can truly help yourself to be healthy, to be strong, to be vibrant. And I think that is what Tantra is all about. So tonight, my guest is a beautiful woman who loves and not just herself, but she loves the world. And when she expresses herself, it is always with a kind heart, with a generous spirit. So I would like to introduce my guest for this evening. Her name is Hasina Ifra. Are you there, Hasina? Yes, I am. How are you, Ellen? I am doing very, very well. And I am honored and delighted to have you on my show so that you can share your perspective with how sex 
can actually be medicinal. And I don't mean medicinal in, in a negative way. I mean medicinal in an uplifting, natural, oneness kind of a way. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. Sex is natural. It's the way we engage with one another. Sex is very pleasurable. It's the exchange of energy. So when we're more engaged in that activity, we should be free and loving and trusting and just open and very receptive. So sex is very powerful. It's very healing. Healthy sex, not yes. pornographic sex. No. Healthy right. sex. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. And and we really need to we really need to understand that pornographic sex is not just uh what is viewed in on on in videos or movies. Pornographic sex can actually happen between individuals and in, you know be, behind their own closed doors. And it's mostly where one person is there to get and the other person is there to give and there isn't really an exchange. There isn't a give and take of equal measure between the partners. It's not like a loving situation. It's more of an obligation or a function. So yes. in that sense, sex is not necessarily medicinal. Okay. In fact, I I know that the the female body in particular, if you excite a woman that her vagina starts to lubricate and then she does not have an orgasm, uh, maybe because the whole event happened too quickly or whatever the situation, that her vagina will actually continue to lubricate for at least an hour and a half, two hours after the event. And what that yes. basically does is it leaves room for chafing, for infection, for uh, bacteria to grow. And not only is it psychologically disturbing, but it's also physically disturbing. So sex is at its best when there is an equal give and take between the partners, wouldn't you say? And and whether yes. that's uh, heterosexual or gay, it doesn't really matter, as long as there is a loving exchange of energy. And I think that's the key word, loving exchange. Yes, loving exchange of energy. That's perfect. I always tell people, you know, I've heard some people say, well, a man is giver and a woman is a receiver, but then you have same-sex relationships, so then how does that work? So I think there needs to always be an exchange. One person is giving, the other is receiving, and then, then back and forth that way. And, you know, uh, an orgasm is just energy moving and expanding through the body. So it can not it can go further than just being localized in our genitals, but we can actually move that energy up through the chakras and expand. A man can have a full body orgasm, a woman can have a full body orgasm. So it's just an exchange of the energy, the polarity is moving back and forth. And right. it also, you know, sex affects our spiritual, our physical and our emotional body. So exactly. it's a connection on the higher realm and the physical realm. Right. And, you know, when you have that energy moving through your body, it's, in, in essence, it's the opposite of stagnation. So when things get stagnant, that's when you can end up with arthritic and um, sluggish and uh, dangerous situations because, you know, the body, like a river, it's a river of information and you want that river to constantly be moving. You don't want anything to pool for too long. So when mm -hmm. you have a, a vibrant 
sexual exchange, you are actually helping to clear up everything and you're helping to get your energies moving so that they can help to clear out your chakras or you know, clear up the, the energy points in your body. I think it's really, yeah. really important. People don't seem to realize that when you have an orgasm, it actually helps to relieve pain. I mean, it physically it releases endorphins in your system, and those endorphins are feel good, and they make you feel good, and relax you in uh, so many ways. So it's a beautiful, beautiful um, um, exchange of energy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I mean, we release you know, oxytocin, we release serotonin. Uh, prolactin, uh, nitric oxide. Yes, There's yes. so many hormones that relax the body. So it is very medicinal, and we should not have guilt or shame about it. We should be able to relax and enjoy. But we've, we've grown up in the West, and sex is dirty. Our genitals are dirty. So most people, when they do engage in sex, they're embarrassed. You know, they're afraid to express their, their sexual desires with their partners. So I think we need to be... Um, re-educated on what exactly sex is. And I know there are schools all over, but I think it's our personal responsibility if we're sharing that type of intimate space with another person that we should really be comfortable in our own skin and be present in our bodies and be present with our partners. So I've been studying Tantra for about a year and a half, and um, it's changed my life. I mean, I feel more present in my body. I feel more sexual and sensual. I feel confident in the bedroom. I'm not ashamed to tell my partner how to touch me or what I enjoy in the bedroom. So I'm a new being. I'm a new orgasmic woman, and I'm walking in my power, and I want to share my experience with women all over the world. I think that's a beautiful quest. Absolutely. <laughs> and I Thank think you. that – and I can't even imagine – I mean, I've never, ever had a time in my life where I had any kind of – uh, shame around my sexuality. I mean, maybe it's the way my mother raised me, and I, I, I really am always grateful that she had a positive spin on your, my sexual presence. Um, and then, of course, when I was when I first started having sexual relations, I was taught by someone who knew so much, and I was I was amazed. And then I thought everybody knew what he knew, and then I found out that everybody didn't know a quarter of what he knew. <laughs> but um, the thing is, it, uh, what I'm saying is it's so foreign to me to even hear that people are ashamed of their bodies. Are they ashamed of their ears? Or are they ashamed <laughs> of their noses? Are they ashamed of the hair on their head? Do their feet cause them embarrassment? No. It, it's like they, they pick on one part of their body, which is their genitals, to say, well, this is shameful. No, it's not. It's just parts. It's all it is. But these particular parts have gl- glorious, wonderful benefits from them. Yes. And not that they're the only part that has a wonderful benefit from them, but why should they be shamed because they help to continue the species? You know, I don't get it. Yeah. I, no. Well, I think social conditioning of one, you know, that's we've been programmed. And I, I know your your experience is different from mine. I wasn't educated as a child about sex. I learned from porn. I learned from my friends. And I also learned from my first sexual partner. So, And he didn't know what he was doing either. So, um, 
Yeah, um, sex is wonderful, and I think we need to be educated in schools. We need to be educating our children, and I know people ask, well, what's the appropriate time? And I think when a, when a child can identify what a penis is and what a vagina is, I think that's the appropriate time, and I think we need to, we need to start when they're young. Don't wait until, you know, um, we think they're having sex because sometimes parents, wait and, and the child has already had sex and then they come and they want to educate them and they're like, okay, well, I've already, I've already done it. I've already had that experience. So I think at a young age we should be teaching our children about our body parts, at, at least identifying what the parts are. Right, right. And not in a shameful way, not as like, yes. you know, don't, don't, don't do this. I remember when I was younger, if I wanted to touch myself um, in, you know, my private areas, uh, my mother would say, you know, that's best done in your room, just you in your room by yourself. And I was like, okay. I mean, she didn't make it say, she didn't say, well, that's nasty, don't do that. She didn't, you know, it was never like that. She was like, that's not a public activity. That's something to do in your room by yourself. I was like, oh, all right, I get it. And and then, you know, when you, because because it is something that you need to do. You need to touch yourself, and you need to understand that what it takes to um, have pleasure by your own hand, and so that when you do have a partner, you can tell your partner, well, I like to be rubbed this way, and that's a little too rough for me, or that's... Uh, too hard or too soft or whatever, and you know you know exactly what you like, and then you know through a little experimentation, eventually you come someplace to the middle, and and you know um, and you can exchange honestly without hurting anybody's feelings um, to get to the place of pleasure because nobody is born a lover. We are we become lovers, and it is through every experience that we have. And if the person that you're with is being honest with you, then you can only grow. But if the person is deceiving you and telling you what they think you want to hear, you will continue those wrong things or those things that are not pleasurable because you've been told, well, that's fine, that works. So really honesty, loving, of course, kind in a way, in a kind way, is very, very uh, necessary. But uh, honesty is really the most important thing. Yeah. Now, I think also, like, we, let's just to keep our topic back on sex as medicine. Um, and that also includes not just the orgasm itself, but the actual touching. You know, when we touch each other, we actually help to release hormones into the system that have a very beneficial and healing effect on the rest of the organs, because the skin is our largest organ, but it's like, according to Deepak Chopra, it's like a huge chemical factory that can give you exactly the medicine that you need in the right dosage without any contraindications. And so can you imagine how massage before making love can be the most beneficial and the most wonderful approach to the body? I mean, massage in <laughs> yes. itself is just, you know, it's, it's an incredible, nurturing, loving act. And I think it should be part of every couple. Every couple who love one another should touch one another in a massaging and loving way, you know, at least yes. a few times a week. What do you think? Yeah, I call that sensual erotic play. 
I call that deliciousness. It's exciting. It's fun. It's pleasurable. We should be exchanging massage on a regular basis. I love massages. I'm a massage therapist myself, and I enjoy the human touch. It's just, it's just so relaxing. You you experience that that sense of euphoria and well-being. I mean, it just relaxes you, and we should be relaxed and enjoy. And actually, you know, just having fun. You know, sex should be very playful and pleasurable. We shouldn't feel shame or guilt about it at all. Absolutely. And, you you know, you just made a point that reminded me that sex, in when it's, you know, when it's that beautiful give-and-take uh, relationship is very relaxing. I mean, you, you can you relax, and then you build up to this wonderful peak, and then you relax again. And mm-hmm. regular sexual um, appetite and, and satisfaction can actually help to stave off disease because disease is dis-ease. It is stress-induced. And stress is the, stress is the foundation for all disease. People think that disease just comes out of nowhere, you know, and just came out of the air someplace. It doesn't. I mean, our bodies are constantly uh, fighting off, our, our immune systems are constantly fighting off all of the toxins in the air and the water and the food and everything else. So if we have a strong immune system, then we are better able to protect our bodies uh, from disease. But if we are constantly stressed, then our immune system is just busy dealing with that. And so it is much easier for other things to come in and disrupt our energy and to take hold and to work on your weakest part. So in that, sex is medicine. It is preventive medicine for getting any kind of ailments. Plus, if you do have sex regularly, it helps to keep your um, your skin vibrant. It helps to keep your joints lubricated. It helps to keep your genitals working properly. You know, I could tell you, and this is the truth, I mean, it works for your brain as well as your muscles as well as your genitals, that if you don't use it, you do lose it. And a woman, <laughs> say, who doesn't have sex for, say, three, four, five years, her vagina actually dries up. It starts to yes. dry up. It starts to shrivel up. It starts to be this big gaping hole down there, and people don't even want to think about that. But, hey, it's like, well, you don't need me anymore, so I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always concerned. tell people uh, it cures, you know, depression because I, I notice a lot of people are, you know, they're depressed, and I said, just go have sex. You know, right. and I always crack this joke about uh, sex being a natural antihistamine, you know, so when, when I see people sneezing during the summer or, you know, early springtime, I say, hey, you need to be having sex because sex is a natural antihistamine, and they all just laugh, but I'm always making fun and, you know, just trying to get people to, you know, wrap their mind around sex and how important it is because most people, you know, they want to have sex, but they're so afraid. You know, they're afraid of men. Men are afraid of women. You know, we're playing all these games. So I just kind of try to lighten it up for people when I'm around and, and, uh, you know, just crack jokes about sex all the time. (laughs) I think that's a very good idea, lighten it up. Lighten it up because it's, it's, you know, in our society in particular, sex has been giving such a bad reputation and um you know it's it's we are taught that it's only for one thing and even in our laws 
there are so many laws that make sex something that is a shameful thing. I mean, there are there are laws in our country and in several states, even in Staten Island. Did you know that in Staten Island, which is part of New York, is um, it is illegal to have oral sex? <laughs> it's on really? The it's on the book. You know, it's, kind of, it's kind of funny because it's not illegal in Manhattan. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oral sex is illegal. I would say I think there's about seven or diff- eight different states where oral sex is illegal. And then it's illegal in uh, anal sex is illegal, I would say, uh, at least 15 states where anal sex is illegal. And I just, you know, this is all this is all part of the shame factor. This is all part of the misguided religious dogma and doctrine of uh, Puritans from way, way mm-hmm. back when who were super strict in the way that they approached uh, their sexuality. And those attitudes have come through the 200-plus years that we've been around, and still today people are uncomfortable with their bodies, and they are doing themselves the greatest disservice um, you know, the word sin actually means missing the mark. That's what its original meaning is. And when you miss the mark on what your intention, what your purpose on earth is, your purpose on earth is to find your bliss. Your purpose on earth is to connect with your God force. And what better way to connect with your God force other than meditation than through the wonderful sexual orgasm and union with another person. I mean, can you think of a better way? No, I can't. <laughs> I can't at all. I love sex. I enjoy talking about sex. I love having orgasms that, you know, travel from my root chakra to my crown and out through my body and I can just walk through life as an orgasmic woman. You know, I enjoy my food. You know, I use all of my senses throughout the day, you know, um, when I'm engaging in washing the dishes or listening to music or eating my my meals for the day. You know, I'm looking at the colors, the taste, the smell. I mean, I just dive right into it. Right. And it just it's, I, I love to be an orgasmic woman. It makes me happy. It makes other people happy around me. They say, ooh, Look at this light, you know, look at this wonderful, beautiful, happy woman. And I'm like, oh, I have lots of sex and lots of orgasms. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it it, it used to be, and I still think that for a lot of people it still is, that, um, you know, we're we're okay with seeing someone suffering, uh, you know, because of the brutality of violence, and, you know, we can look at that. We can actually look at that and see it and, you know, we'll, we'll feel sympathy and empathy and all this. But if you see someone making love, like if you see people in the park and, and they happen to be making love, people will look at that and they will, they will kind of have uncomfortable feelings around it. Well, that's not what we should not be uncomfortable around people loving one another. We should celebrate that. And I think that it's, you know, between the yin and the yang and the the uh, the two sexes, we've gone from the yin, which was the original way that our, our societies were, and we have 
swung to the complete 180 degrees away from that. And now I can see that very, very slowly, and mostly because more and more people are expressing their spirituality, that we're slowly starting to come back to the center. But it's going to take a while because um, most of the people who are in charge of entertainment that most people watch on television think that violence is true entertainment. And to me, it's not. I mean, we have to we have to celebrate the body. We have to celebrate its joy. And okay, there's not a whole lot of um, you know shocking, uh, horrible things. It's just a beautiful person. It's a beautiful being. And and if we can be in touch with who we are and celebrate that, then you know we'll understand that we're all the same energy. And that we all have, we can all love one another. And I don't mean physically love one another. We can't all love everybody, but okay. that we can appreciate the other, the, the spirit that is in every human being. Because once you get connected to the spirit that you are, you realize that it's in everybody. And then you yes. have to have respect for life. You know, you have to. Yeah. Um. There was uh, there was one time that uh, I had a friend who, and I'm talking about sex as medicine again, um, she had had a terrible ailment, ailment where she had a portion of her shoulder was cut out and then they, they stitched together other skin on top of it and she had a constant pulling in her shoulder. And I get, gave her a set of Benoit balls and she had never used Benoit balls before but she had exercised and done her kegels. Kegels are great, but by themselves, you're not going to have a vaginal orgasm. So she worked with the Benoit balls, and one day she had the most explosive, fantastic orgasm. And this is a woman who, for the longest time, had this constant pain in her shoulder. And after she had that orgasm, for three hours afterwards, she had no pain in her shoulder. Wow. And what that says to me is when the physical energy is at its best um, and when we are in touch with it and when we are accepting of it and loving towards our own bodies, that we can make use of the divine creator's energy for our healing. And I think that, that there's no shame in that. Now, we're almost yeah. uh, we're almost done with our time. So... If you would like to tell anyone how they could either reach you for your service or if you'd like to point anyone in the direction of where they can access tantric classes, please do. Um, I can be reached at Hasina, H-A-S-I-N-A-G-O-D-D-S-S at gmail.com. And I studied uh, with two teachers uh, under Juju Mama, that's I2 Tantra, and also with uh, Master Yao, Grand Grand Trine Tantra. Those are the two that I've studied, and I'm actually currently studying uh, the Grand Trine Tantra, and that's MasterYao.com, M-A-S-T-E-R-Y-A-O.com, and Jujumama is spelled J-U-J-U-M-A-M-A.com. Okay, all right. And are they are are there classes something that can be accessed 
online, or are their classes something that you must attend in physical, in the physical? Uh, um, the Juju Mama course can be taken online, and Nastyal, he has classes available online and uh, in person as well. So okay. you can get, you can do both. It's your choice. Do they, can you do them like with a Skype kind of a class, or uh, is it a class that you would just go there and they would give you assignments and then you would do them on your own? Uh, the I2 Tantra is done online. It's through, uh, I believe it's WebEx and also a Grand Trine. You show up in person and you have, you know, there's a classroom setting and then they offer um, online classes as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. And how long does something like that take? I mean, I mean, I think it's a lifelong pursuit, but you yes, know, we're going to take it. Yes, it is a lifelong pursuit. Yes. I'm sorry. No, no, that's I'm okay. Sorry. But um, would it be, but how long is the actual class? Um, I Sue Tantra took six months for me, and uh, Grand Trine is, um, there's three different levels, and um, the first one is 16 weeks. The second one is 14 weeks, and I forget how, how long the third one is because I haven't taken it yet. But all the information is online, and I'm continuing my education, so I'm, I'm not just stopping here because I want to get this and, you know, be able to travel the world and teach this myself, but right now I'm in training. So um, like you said before, it is a lifelong process, and a lot of things have happened with me just through experience, you know, just me studying and practicing in the classroom and then taking it on and practicing with clients as well. Right. Well, you sound very, very happy, and I think that's the goal of life, isn't it, to be happy? And yes. uh, And I think you serve as a wonderful example that if you are in touch with your loving self and if you are comfortable with your body and comfortable with your life force and want to celebrate your being, that um, that this is a, a way to approach life that is healthy, that is empowering, and, and that is just a good way of being in this world. So I want to thank you so, so much for your time today. Hasina. Thank you for having me. It's oh, it is pleasure. absolutely such my pleasure. pleasure. And we will talk again on Facebook. I always love to see your postings. You are very encouraging and very wonderful. So thank well, you thank so you for this opportunity. This is my very first time doing anything like this, so I'm just grateful that you reached out to me, and you have a wonderful day. You too, sweetie. Take care. And everyone else out there, thank you so much for joining us. Namaste. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.